Uncovering the reality of the learning to trade journey can be tricky in an industry filled with many myths and misconceptions. The aim of this podcast is to generate clarity over this journey through documenting the challenges and the solutions I personally experience as I move through the process from novice to consistently profitable trader. Everyone's trading journey is unique, yet if a shared tip or trick in this podcast can shave even 1% off of your learning curve, then that will be a job well done. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So in this episode, I thought I'd talk about developing my next strategy. The last time I spoke about this, I was talking about how I went about selecting what I was going to do next, which was a process in itself. So if you haven't heard that, go and listen to it. Um, But yeah, since then I've been developing it. I've done my first round of testing and I kind of wanted to talk about what I'd gone through what I've gone through in this testing process so far. So to begin with, just as a recap, so in selecting a second strategy, what I was looking for is one that covers my bases for an opposite type of market state. And what I mean by that is my current one that I've finished, it's all done, cool. That focuses on trending markets, whereas my next one, I want to focus on consolidating slash choppy markets because I don't have that base covered yet. Um, So that's what I was looking to do. And I'd decided that I was going to look for counter moves at structure. Um, And that's basically what I'm still going with. But what I noticed when I was testing this on my first instrument was that because I, I this is the thing I did like pff, four brief tests before I actually did my proper test and what I mean is this so with my first strategy that was one that is in the tier one platform that's Jason's strategy he puts the basic rules in you then take those go away work with it test it make it your own do what you want with it make it profitable um Whereas this time, whilst I'm still using techniques that tier one have taught me, it is a bit more that I'm making up the rules from scratch. Um, And I found that quite challenging to begin with. And yeah, I didn't really like it. Um, I felt a bit nervous about it because I thought, you know, who knows if this is going to work? That was kind of running through my head. Like I'm literally just making this up. But then I thought at the end of the day, Jason just made that one up. And on some of my pairs, it wasn't profitable. Like not a strategy is not going to be profitable on every single instrument that you test. Um, it kind of just goes without saying, like you have to test something to make progress to see what does work and what doesn't work. And once I realised that, I was like, yeah, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> There's just like a tiny bit more that I need to do. Um, so anyway, so I knew what I wanted to do. And I wrote some basic rules out for this and I started testing those, doing a very brief test. I wasn't tracking anything. I wasn't tracking any potential entry filters. This test was purely to get my basic rules in order to ensure that, you know, I am actually working with something that makes sense to me, that has potential rather than just, you know, doing a full on test of something that 
basically just doesn't make sense to do so. So the first one was to get my basic rules in order. Does this make sense? Do I like these rules? Am I happy to progress with this? And once I'd done that, I did that on, I don't know how many years of data. I think it was like three years. Like I'm saying, this wasn't to do a proper back testing session because that's not enough. It was just to get my basic rules in order and to check that I do like this strategy. So then once I'd done that, well, whilst I was doing that actually, um, I realised that there were two other things I wanted to look at. Both of which, so basically, by the end of this, I started with one strategy. By the end, I had three different consolidating techniques that I wanted to look into as potential strategies. Um, all of them mesh together well, they don't cross over. So for example, what I mean by crossing over is it's not like I'm going to get one setup here and then whilst I'm in that trade, I'm getting a setup for a different strategy. Um, the good thing about the way I kind of thought about it was that that won't happen. They appear at different times. They're not going to cross over. Um, and I like that because I don't want to, you know, put four different strategies together once I finished all of these and loads of the trades cancel each other out. Like, what's the point in that? Um... So I kind of, like for me personally, I would prefer something where they just don't cross over. You know, you can have it where it crosses over a bit, as long as it's not significant, who cares? But I personally would prefer to work with something where everything is quite separate. So, and actually to begin with, I was just going to do like consolidating markets on a whole set of different pairs that I don't currently have in my portfolio now, because I thought that way, these pairs and these strategies, they're not going to cross over. I'm not going to be getting a trending signal in this time frame, whilst in a different time frame, you're getting a signal for a different trade. Um, there are ways around that. Like, for example, if you're doing your top-down analysis, you take whatsoever, whatever appears on the higher time frame first. Um, and then as you go lower, you know, if nothing's on the higher time frame, then you take the lower time frame. You could do it that way. You could say whatever strategy gives me the signal first, I enter that one. Um, you could have a separate trading account for your higher time frames to your lower time frames. So there are ways around it. But for now, I wanted to keep things simple and I want to keep everything separate. So I have these three strategies, right? It suddenly became clear to me, these are the three I'm going to do for consolidating markets. And then that base is covered. I am not looking to do anything else. Um for choppy markets after this really that's going to be that providing it all works out <laughs> so I wrote out these rules they're three different sets of rules um I was very happy with those and then I thought right now the next thing to decide is do I test all of these three strategies at the same time because like I said they don't overlap but at the end of the day they are separate from each other um and I was thinking about this, I was like, hmm, yeah, I'm just going to go with that, I'm going to test all three. And then I was like, nah, it's not a good idea. And I was just like, in the head, I was like, what do I do, what do I do? Um, I messaged George, and I was like, what do you think I should do? Um, I feel like I could test all three at once, but I think it, I don't know, I have some hesitations about it. And he was basically like, um, I think you should do one at a time. So I was like, okay, I'll just do one at a time. Um... And I started with the first one and I got about 80 trades for 
five years, five years of testing. Well, five and five years and four months because I did twenty twenty, um, which I think is a decent sample size to be honest for that period of time. I was quite impressed by it. But the thing is, when you create rules for yourself, what I found is because they're not. The difference is compared to a strategy that Jason might have put in the platform, in my opinion, is that that's based on something that he's observed quite frequently and he's been trading a long time. That's the way I look at it. Whereas I'm like, my eyes have been in the markets less. Whilst I think there's something in this, it's going to take more work to get it in the shape that I want. Um, so I've like, there's basically going to be a lot of trades that are going to be filtered out because a lot of them are very low quality because my rules aren't refined as much as they're going to be. Um, you know, like I need to cut the fat out. So there's a lot of low quality in there. So I think that sample size will probably be cut potentially in half. Um, but you know, that's still fine over 10 years. If I have 80 trades, so for example, if I cut it in half and then test twice the amount of time, I'll still have 80. I'd be happy with that. Um, so yeah, so my next thing that I'm going to get on with then, so I've done that. I did track things in this initial kind of proper back test. You know, I took the screenshots, I tracked a couple of filters that I was interested in. Um, but whilst it was proper back testing, I'm not now gonna you know, make decisions from that, filter it, and then create my rules, and then, you know, I'm done. Because I want to test it over 10 years, I want to track more things, there was certain things I noticed um, in that initial test, and one of the things I noticed, actually, because when I was looking at my results, the ROI is high, like, the ROI, this is for one instrument, but the ROI is double what my current instruments in my portfolio are, um, damn, film going off, Jess messaging me, hey, how are you? <laughs> um, so, what was I saying? Yeah, the ROI was double what I currently have for each individual instrument, but the drawdown was double what my <laughs> current biggest drawdown in my portfolio is, based on individual instruments, um, so I was not happy with that, because it was freaking huge for me anyway um I would not feel comfortable psychologically doing that and the reason is is that I have some big winners in there and that's the thing it's kind of like there's more trades in a row that will lose but then I'll get a massive trade for like 18 percent um that will just bring me into profit so it's kind of like that and you know whilst some of the instruments currently in my portfolio they're trend following at the end of the day and trend following means you only look for extended targets, but I, they're not overly ambitious, they're not overly ambitious, um, and it's not just about being overly ambitious, to be honest, because the ones in this current strategy, they're not overly ambitious either, they're looking for a retest of structure, um, but, pff, it's just like, the differences in the strategy I currently have, I don't have a number of trades in a row that lose. Yes, you know, I have a decent amount, but it's not like 10 trades in a row lose. That's quite significant. And I don't think I'm happy with that. So it might just be a case of either 
dropping the percentage I'm risking, so the drawdown's less, but I'm probably just going to look into a way to reduce that drawdown, filter out some trades, um, so that's something I'm happy with, because it's not just about how much you're risking, it's about whether you feel psychologically comfortable entering a trade for the sixth time, knowing the last five have lost. I don't know if that suits my personality. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't want a really low win rate, even if it equates to, you know, a very high ROI. I'd rather be at least 50-50, I'm kind of thinking now. Um, like right now, I'm just over 50% for my win rate. And that's kind of what I'm looking to continue. But yeah, and my main thing, the reason I'm also doing consolidating markets and looking into these strategies is because there are certain years currently in my portfolio that are significantly lower than the other. I mean, it's like two out of the 10 years where it's like single digits for the ROI, whereas the other years, you know, they're pretty high. Um, and it's those years that I'm looking to bring up and those years are particularly choppy, which is my why my trend strategies didn't do well in those years. So that's kind of what I'm looking to work on. And this strategy looks like it will do that. And providing I can reduce the drawdown and it works on, you know, a couple more instruments, um, that's what I'm going to do. Another thing I'm also looking to bear in mind, though, so many things to consider, honestly. So right now I have six instruments, right, in my portfolio now. Before, I was like, hmm, maybe I'll bring in another four and trade a different strategy on those, keep it absolutely separate. But now I'm thinking, I don't know whether I would prefer, like right now, what I'm testing it on, that in, it's NAS 100 and I already have that with my trending strategy, I'm already trading it. So I'm thinking maybe multiple strategies on a smaller number of instruments rather than more instruments with my strategies kind of spread out. Um, but this is something I'm still kind of deciding on. I haven't made my mind up. I feel like things are becoming clear the more that I move forward. Um, you know, since the last time I did a podcast episode talking about picking a strategy, like that started with one and I was looking at it on Aussie dollar, which is one I'm actually going to be looking into. But now... Like, it's just evolved. It's evolved. It's evolved into three ones that I'm going to look at one at a time. Um, and yeah, decide along the way whether or not I want to condense it all into what I've currently, what I'm currently trading, or whether to stretch out a bit. I think I'll stretch out at least to Aussie dollar, just because it looked like that one did well from a very basic test. Um, so I'll at least definitely test that. But other than that, I'm looking to kind of condense it down into what I've already got, see if this strategy works on my existing portfolio. Because if that is the case, then that will be pretty good. Um, I like to kind of have intense focus on a couple of things rather than it being a bit more spread out. But who knows, maybe in a couple of episodes, I'll say, actually, I found that I didn't like that. So right now I'm kind of just, you know, continuing along this process of kind of trying to mould it into what I'm happy with. And that's the thing, when people will be like, oh, I don't know what strategy to do, um, shall I do this, shall I do that? It's really difficult to give advice on that and I don't really think anyone can give advice on it because, and like you kind of have to go through a lot of different strategies in terms of, say, if you're in tier one, watch all, like watching the videos 
and one will pop out to you because how are you meant to know what you don't like? You might even think, oh, I like the look of the back pattern. And then you start doing your back testing and you find that you don't like looking for them. Um, it's kind of, that's just the way it is. So like I'm saying, to begin with, when I was trying to select my second strategy, so many were popping out to me. I was like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to practice these and see which I do and don't like. And a lot of them, when I was practicing it, I found that I didn't actually like it. So I quickly whittled it down to what I'm doing now. Um, and even with what I'm doing now, it actually has similarities to my trend strategy in terms of the entry techniques, the same as my trend one. Um, the stop loss is the same as my trend one. And targets are different. Targets are going to be structure for this, whereas targets for my trend one are fib extensions. So that's kind of the only difference. But other than that, I'm looking to keep it very similar. I want to look into similar entry filters. Um, I don't want to vary things up much. And that's the thing, because I was so detailed in my first set of backtesting, I know what I do and what I don't like. For example, with the RSI, um, it's not in my trending strategy. I looked at it in three different ways. Divergence, overbought, oversold, and what was the other one? An RSI swap. None of them increase the profitability at all. So that got thrown out. So I'm not really looking to bring that in now. Um, because I don't want to be using like a hundred different indicators depending on the strategy. I want to keep things simple. I really want to keep things simple with this one. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, so I think the next thing for me is going to be, I need to look into my results a bit more in terms of what I'm going to look into when I do my official backtesting, which will be over 10 years, rather than five. And I'm just going to have to get cracking with that. It's a lot quicker this time as well, because my backtesting sheet is so much shorter than my last one. Like in my last one, I was looking into nine different combinations of stops and targets. It was a madness, as well as like 10 different entry filters. Um, so it took me a long time. Whereas now I'm very clear on what I want. Um, so it's kind of just like one thing I'm testing alongside a couple of entry filters, um, which is quite nice. So it's definitely a lot quicker to do. But yeah, that's basically where I'm at now. So I hope you enjoyed this. Um, let me know what you thought. I hope you're all well with this coronavirus thing. So weird staying in. Part of me kind of likes it. Part of me kind of finds it weird. <laughs> But anyway, um, I hope you have a good rest of your week and I'll see you in next week's episode.